Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. This is your host, Michael Clark. And as always, we are seeking to strive to give you a podcast that you can trust. You don't have to have headphones. You don't have to worry about a beer ad or anything that would not be something that you can endorse as a Christian. This is simply about the game. It's simply about trying to promote what the game you know, has going on within it. All week long, we have been looking at various players uh, around the league, quarterback-wise. We have been seeking to define who the best of each division quarterback has been. And today, we're going to do something that I think will be a lot of fun. This is pre-draft. We'll do one post-draft just to be consistent and make sure that we've got everything out on the table, so to speak. But today we're doing worst to first quarterback, 32 to 1. No rookies included in this yet. Like I said, it's a pre-draft. We're not going to include players that I don't know where they're going to go. Uh, For example, what would you say if Hendon Hooker somehow slipped and fell in the fifth round to the Chiefs? Would you really want me putting him on this list? I don't think you would. So we're not talking about guys that are not known to where they're going to be playing just yet. We're talking about guys that are already in the league. Now, there are two players in particular that we're not really sure where they're going to play this season. Uh, We have an inkling for both of them, but nothing set in stone. And so when we get to those players, we'll talk about them in a little bit more of a concise manner. But we want to start today with the number 32. This is unfortunately the worst quarterback on my list in the National Football League. And it's amazing how this works because it's Davis Mills. A couple of seasons ago, Davis Mills was projected to be the best quarterback coming out of college football had he waited another year. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. We've mentioned it in passing, but let me give you the full scope of everything. Had Davis Mills waited just one more season and played one more year of college football, he would have entered into a draft class with Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and I I can't think of anybody else. You know, those those are the big names from last year's draft. Sam Howell, there's the guy. Sorry. I would say Davis Mills had he waited had another year of college production, had another opportunity, I think you could have made the argument that Davis Mills would have been the best quarterback in last year's class. I don't know that the Steelers would have taken him at 20 if he were there. I don't know that, uh, you know, the Steelers would have even wanted to have traded up to get him. I, I was very surprised last year the Steelers needed a quarterback. It wasn't a secret. And there were a ton of teams in front of them that could have taken a quarterback. Uh, in fact, let me just pull up the 2022 NFL draft for a minute and let you just hear these, okay? And we're not going to go through every single pick, but we are going to talk about it. So it's loading. I'll uh, continue to talk while it loads up. Actually, this is the wrong spot. Hold on. Let's just go to this. This will work. All right, so obviously the Steelers didn't think anybody was necessarily going to take a quarterback in the in the first two picks of the draft last year. The Jaguars had Trevor Lawrence. Detroit Lions had Jared Goff. They weren't sold on Pickett or any of the guys. The Texans were rumored to, to you know potentially take a guy at three. 
And maybe if Davis Mills had waited, that would have been their pick there. I mean, they liked him enough to draft him in the third round when Deshaun Watson was up in the air. But beyond that, you then had the New York Jets, who nobody thought were going to take a quarterback, or the Giants. The The Panthers were a team that maybe they could, but they felt pretty confident in Sam Darnold, and eventually they had Baker Mayfield as well. Nobody thought the Giants were necessarily going to take one with one of their first two picks because they had a lot more pressing needs. But the draft really became a little bit concerning right around 8 because at 8, the Atlanta Falcons were on the clock. And there were a lot of people saying, hey, they're going to take a quarterback. At 9, the Seattle Seahawks were on the clock, and a lot of people said they're going to take a quarterback. At 11, the Saints were on the clock, and a lot of people said they were going to take a quarterback. At 12, the Detroit Lions were back on the clock, and a lot of people said, hey, they have a luxury pick. They could take a QB there. At 15, the Texans were on the clock again, and a lot of people said, hey, they're going to take a quarterback. 16, the Commanders needed a quarterback. 17, the Chargers weren't going to take one, but at 18 and 19, the Titans and the Saints were on the clock, and a lot of people said they were going to take a quarterback. So how is it that no one took Kenny Pickett before the Steelers? Well, a lot of people had more pressing needs. The Seahawks decided to go offensive line. The Lions decided to go defense and then wide receiver. The Texans went basically defense and then an offensive guard. The Commanders went with a wide receiver, and the Titans did as well. And then the Saints opted to get an offensive tackle. So the Steelers are sitting pretty at 20. Does Davis Mills change the conversation? I don't think he does. I'm not saying that because I think he's a bad quarterback, but I don't know that he would have done necessarily enough if he stayed one more year to be the best guy. But let's just play the what-if game. Davis Mills sitting there at 20. All the quarterbacks are on the board. The Steelers have an option. Who do they take? Maybe it would have been Davis Mills. Unfortunately, Houston took him. And he's been nothing but underused as far well under appreciated uh he's not been taken care of by the houston texans guys are you sensing a trend yet are you are you noticing that the texans are just a poverty franchise and if you're a texans fan i'm sorry it's not going to get any better anytime soon you've ruined basically every player that comes through for you jj watt retired a texan right oh wait no he didn't he retired in arizona Jadavian Clowney, that was a really brilliant pick when you could have had Khalil Mack, right? Oh, wait, Khalil Mack is still playing, and Jadavian Clowney is kind of up in the air as to whether he'll play this year or not with a team. Look, the Texans taking a quarterback this year because Davis Mills is not that great should scare you, should not comfort you. And I know this is going to sound counterproductive when I say Davis Mills is number 32, but I read a rumor today and I hope it's true. I read a rumor that the Houston Texans are considering taking a defensive player, Will Anderson Jr., at number two. That would be better than taking Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and ruining their career. Do you know why I'm confident in Kenny Pickett? Because he didn't go to Atlanta. He didn't go to the Saints or the Titans or the Texans. He went to a team that is very stable. He went to a team that says... We'll take care of you, and we're going to do everything we can to take care of you as a quarterback with offensive weapons and an offensive line. Biggest problem Steelers had last year on the offense, they couldn't really protect anybody. What'd they do? 
I can't coin this phrase as my own personal one, but they go out and they build a picket fence. They sign offensive lineman after offensive lineman, and they say to Kenny Pickett, we're going to take care of you. We're going to protect you. Davis Mills did not get that. Yeah, they took Kenyon Green, but they took Derek Stingley. Guys, you know what the Texans should have done last year? First of all, you don't take Derek Stingley over Sauce Gardner, but Ikemi Kwanu was sitting there at three. Evan Neal was sitting there at three. Charles Cross was sitting there at three. They should have taken, with their first three picks, offensive linemen. Let's play that game for a moment. Let's say they take Ikemi Kwanu at three. They still take Kenyon Green at, I believe it was, 18? No, 15. You get to the second round. The Texans are on the clock. They do take Jalen Pitry. Now, I don't hate that pick. It ended up being a very good pick for them. But let's play the what-if game just a little bit, and let's point out something here. There were a couple of players on the board that I think they could have taken that would have helped them even more so had they not gone after Sauce – had they not gone after uh, – oh, man, what's Derek Stingley? There were a couple of players – I had him just a minute ago. Where did he go? Oh, man. Oh, well, let's let's do this. Here. Um, Luke Godecki, I think, was a, a good pick that they could have made. Trey McBride was sitting there. Uh, George Pickens was sitting there. David Ojabo, John Mechie they end up getting, so they don't take, you know, George Pickens. But, unfortunately, Mechie ended up having a, a melanoma, I believe, or Hodgkin's lymphoma. He's expected to have made a full recovery and be playing this season, but he didn't get to play at all his rookie year. Are you getting the picture? The Texans are a poverty franchise. And there's a reason why their quarterback is listed at 32. And I would love nothing more than to see Davis Mills jump from one team and go to another. We got to move on. Number 31, it's Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. Do you know that the Titans last year at one time were not far off from being the number one seed? Do you know that the Titans last year absolutely fell apart after being seven and two or six and three? And I'm supposed to believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to come back and play better this year and they didn't really make any big changes offensively? I'm supposed to believe that Malik Willis is going to be okay. By the way, guess who started to be rumored to take a quarterback at number 11? I've seen a couple of mock drafts. We're going to talk about them next week. I don't want to get into them right now. But I've seen a couple of mock drafts now forcing the board to where a quarterback is available at 11 like Will Levis. Come on. That could happen, but come on. Why is it that we said for months, one, two, three, the quarterbacks would go, and really four and five they could go as well, that the Cardinals would trade out, draft a, you know, the, the quarterback would be drafted at three, and now all of a sudden we're saying Will Levis is falling down the draft board. Seriously? Come on. I don't buy that. I, I just don't buy that. It's Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis for the Tennessee Titans. Number 30 is Andy Dalton, Carolina Panthers. He's purely on this list now because he won't be on this list in a couple of weeks when we do this again. Uh, Andy Dalton is a, a backup quarterback now. That's what he is. It's what he should stay. It's nothing against him, but it's just who he is now. 
It's just who he is. And that's okay. That's okay. Number 29, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know who's going to win this job. My money would be more toward Kyle Trask. I feel like he is a safer pick. Uh, Not because I think Baker Mayfield is washed, but I think Trask has been in that system longer. He sat behind Brady for three seasons, essentially. Yeah, I would would trust Kyle Trask to have an inside edge there. Number 28, Russell Wilson. Sorry, Monica. I I know that this is not what you want to hear as a Broncos fan, that your quarterback is bottom five of the NFL. But let me ask you, if I told you right now that you could move off of Russell Wilson and you could draft Hendon Hooker instead, if I told you Hendon Hooker was going to be there in round three, you Broncos fans out there, would you be upset about that? If I told you that you were able to package those third-round picks and move up somehow miraculously into the first round and Will Levis was there, would you take Will Levis over Russell Wilson? I think a lot of you know that the answer to that is yes. Even if for the pure fact that he'll be cheaper, I think you know the answer to that is yes. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. And you're saddled with a guy for another season that I think is honestly seen his best days of football pass him by. Number 27, Zach Wilson. Don't, 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 don't. Hold on. (laughs) Zach Wilson is a guy that is in the same boat. I think he was overdrafted, and he was drafted by a very bad team and an organization that does not know what they're doing, okay? That's why they're in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, guys. Also, the Jets could legitimately, they have the draft capital. They could move heaven and earth to jump up into three with the Cardinals, but they're not. They, they're saying they would rather take on an aging Aaron Rodgers than any of these quarterbacks. That speaks volumes that maybe the Jets have learned their lesson. Zach Wilson's on this list purely because I think he had a much worse situation in New York, and I think he would have played better on any other team. Number 26, Gardner Minshew. Look, if the Colts don't end up with a quarterback in this draft and they don't go after Lamar Jackson, they set themselves up really nicely with Gardner Minshew being there to where they can literally just say, hey, we'll sit pretty, it's fine. We don't care. We'll let Gardner Minshew play for a year, and if he's terrible, hey, there's this kid coming out next year named Caleb Williams. There's another kid named Spencer Rattler. There's some kids from Arkansas and Duke and North Carolina, and we got options. We could trade for somebody. Kirk Cousins will be available next year. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was rough. Okay. Number 25, Sam Howell. He played well considering he played against one of the better defenses. Even their backups would be starters on a lot of teams in Dallas. And he played well enough to beat them. I think that means the commanders are going to give him a shot. Give him a season to... Figure it out. And if he doesn't play well, watch the Commanders and Washington move every available asset possible to get a QB next year. Number 24, Desmond Ritter. Look, 
I'm putting these next few quarterbacks here because I don't know between Gardner Minshew to Desmond Ritter and the next guy, I don't know who's going to still be a starter next year. I don't know who's available and who will be cut. But I think Desmond Ritter is going to have an opportunity to start. However, rumors have been swirling that the Falcons are doing their due diligence on a quarterback. Look, I... I'm not saying that I know everything because I certainly don't, but I know this. There is a lot of buzzwords. There are a lot of buzzwords, I should say, to get my English accurate. There are a lot of buzz phrases that are used around this time when you're getting toward the draft. You know, here we are. It's April the 14th. Round two and three are two weeks away from today. This time... Two weeks from today, we will know what the first round looks like. Do you know that every team does a top 32 for the first round? Every team. Some of them have multiple. Do you know that every one of those teams includes all positions? There are teams out there that they truly believe no position is off the board at any moment. That's why David Ojabo last year ended up in Baltimore. That's why George Pickens ends up in Pittsburgh. That's why you can find player after player showing up that you're thinking, wow, I didn't think that they would have necessarily gone after him. You should have. I should have. Watch out for the buzz phrases. I don't buy that Atlanta is going to take a quarterback. I could be wrong. I just don't see it. Number 23, Mac Jones. This is another quarterback that has been absolutely talked about as being a trade piece. And we mentioned on the podcast with Mark Garner that it would be really kind of cool to see Bill Belichick end up in L.A. with the Chargers. And I think Mac Jones will get traded either this season or next. We've had the conversation on the podcast before. I think Mac Jones is kind of a dirty player. I don't think Belichick likes that about him. I don't know that Mac Jones is a hothead, but I think Jones just plays a style of football that we're trying to leave in the past. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, watch out. If the Patriots are losing midway through the season, watch out. They might make a big move. And you could even see them trading Mac Jones and just punting and saying, hey, Bailey Zappi, can you be Brady 2.0? Definitely not, but let's give you a shot. Don't be surprised. Look, teams do this all the time. They move off of draft picks so fast. Remember the Bears last year drafted Bellis Jones Jr. from Tennessee in the third round, and everybody said, oh, what a great pick. And then like six months later, they trade for Chase Claypool, and five-ish months after that, they trade for DJ Moore in getting rid of the number one pick. There is no loyalty in the NFL. You're either good or you're out. Number 22, Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks. This is purely based off of all of the rumors that he's not going to be their starting quarterback in the next six years. I would love it if he was. He's 32 years old. Wouldn't it be great if Geno Smith tapped into some magic and took the Seahawks deep into the playoffs for the next five seasons? But do you think that's going to happen? No, I don't either. You're right. 
Number 21, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. They would be higher if it weren't for the fact that there is a supposed quarterback competition taking place. I don't buy it. I don't think that that's accurate. But according to some people, there is an actual quarterback competition that will take place, and we'll see what happens. I think Trey Lance walks out onto that field week one of the NFL season as the starter, and he stays the starter unless he gets hurt. You do not trade. You do not trade that many draft picks for a guy and bench him after two games played when he broke his ankle because your coach is a moron at calling plays. Hey, what's the most valuable position on the field by all standards of everybody's you know opinion and viewpoint? Oh, it's the quarterback. What should we not do then? Hmm. Maybe we shouldn't be running our quarterback all over the field two weeks in a row when he's got a gifted arm. Let him throw. I digress. I'm still bitter I had to trade Trey Lance this year. Number 20, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? Jimmy could come out this year and play spectacular. He could be awesome. He could also be terrible and be benched midway through because somehow Anthony Richardson was there at seven or Will Levis was. Don't be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo does not last in Vegas as long as they're saying he will. Number 19, Kirk Cousins, uh, Minnesota Vikings. I just don't, I don't get why Minnesota has stayed with him. Because, yeah, you can make the statement all you want. He wins. He went not in the playoffs. What has Kirk Cousins truly done for you? Oh, well, Michael, he threw that pass one time to Stephon Diggs and they beat the Saints. That wasn't Kirk Cousins. I can't even remember the guy's name right now who did that. He didn't play for them the next season. Kirk Cousins is middle of the pack, in my opinion, and will be on a new team next year. Number 18, Kenny Pickett. He has the talent, but now the question has to be, can he take it to the next step? Can he go to the next level? But he has the talent. Nobody can argue that. Watch some of his highlights. He makes some throws that will blow your mind. Number 17, Derek Carr, New Orleans Saints. This is another one. I Someday, New Orleans, you're going to have a reckoning come your way because of the salary cap, you know, can that you keep kicking down the road and you just hope falls off a cliff. It's not going to, and you're going to mess your team up for the worse, and you're going to be even worse than you are now. Derek Carr does not make you a Super Bowl contending team. Are you better than you were last year? Sure, because instead of three guys doing the stats of Derek Carr, you'll just have one. Congrats. Number 16, Daniel Jones, New York Giants. I'm intrigued. I put him right at the middle because I'm intrigued to see if he can duplicate and go further this season. I think there's a possibility that he could, but I want to see it first. So he's middle of the pack. Number 15, Kyler Murray. Guys, Kyler Murray might just not be a great quarterback anymore. Kyler Murray might go down in history as one of those guys where it was, wow, he did so well. He was awesome, you know, phenomenal, spectacular. And then he just trailed. 
He's not even going to play most of the season. The Cardinals are a dark horse team to go after a Zach Wilson in a trade once the Aaron Rodgers stuff might be worked out if he does end up in New York. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I would trade for Zach Wilson, and I would say, hey, you give us an opportunity to be better than Colt McCoy, and if you're great, maybe we can work this out long term. Number 14, Justin Fields. I, he had a good year, not great. His season was cut short, unfortunately, because of an injury. you got to see if he can do this again this season. The Bears have put all the chips in the middle of the table, and they said, we are all in on Justin Fields. We could have gone and traded Fields and probably gotten a pretty decent you know, offer from the Colts. Probably could have got a decent offer from the Seahawks, the Titans, if they're truly looking at a quarterback, the Falcons, if they're really interested in it. An established player will always have more of a premium in a draft class like this one where the best quarterback is, you know, five foot five and he played on a stacked team for four seasons. Oh, and by the way, he didn't win a championship all four seasons that he was there. That's an argument and a discussion for another day. Number 13, Jared Goff. I really like what Jared Goff can do in Detroit. I really like what Jared Goff can do in Detroit. But I don't know for a fact that Jared Goff will still be there next season. There are a ton of rumors that, though they didn't do it last year, that this is the year where the Detroit Lions, who have two first-round picks, could say, hey, at six, we're taking the best quarterback available. It's intriguing. I'm interested to see what happens. Number 12, Matthew Stafford, L.A. Rams. I don't buy the narrative that Stafford is washed. I think he just had an injured season. I think he can come back and play just as well as he did before. Number 11, Dak Prescott. I put Dak here because I know the stats are probably going to be about 4,500 yards 20-something touchdowns, and anywhere between 5 to 20 picks. He's a good fantasy quarterback. He wins a lot, just not in the playoffs. Now we come to the top 10. These are the 10 best quarterbacks on my list. Number 10, Deshaun Watson. Matthew made a compelling argument, and it could be the case that Watson's better days are just gone. But I have a hard time believing that Watson is washed. I think he is going to have a really good season this year. And I'm kind of worried about playing him twice as a Steelers fan. Number nine, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know where he'll play. I I kind of think it's hilarious that, according to the reports that I've read, it was Rodgers that kept the trade from going through because when he said on the Pat McAfee show, I was about 90% retired when I went into that darkness retreat, the Jets owner was like, whoa, wait a minute. hmm." We don't want to trade for him if that's what it's going to be, that he's 90% retired. We don't – that's not a good number. And then evidently the Packers – 
oh, you can't make this stuff up, guys. The Packers have come out and said, we want a first-round pick in 2024, and we want a second-round pick in 2023, and we're not moving. We're not moving off of that. Really? Look, I like Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback as much as the next guy. Nobody that I know would do that deal. And if you do that deal, Green Bay, congratulations, sir. You have become a swindler. Aaron Rodgers will be great wherever he plays. The question is, how many more years is he going to play? Number eight, Tua Tungavaloa. Now, I know I'm very critical of Tua, but I can't deny the statistics. If Tua is healthy and he plays, he's going to be lights out. The problem is, just like I used to do with Ben Roethlisberger, just like you could say you do with Matt Stafford, every time Tua gets hit, what are you going to do if you're a Dolphins fan? What are you going to do if Tua's on your fantasy team and he gets hit and it's, oh, it's a good hit? You're going to cringe. You're going to wonder, is he getting up? No, no, no. Hey, don't don't show the guy that caught the pass. Go back to Tua real quick. Is he up? Okay, good. He's up. That's going to be the rest of Tua's career. Because nobody's going to forget dinosaur hands. Nobody's going to forget the three concussions he had in one season. And two of them within five days of each other. Statistically, he's great. Health-wise, I worry. Number seven, Lamar Jackson. Again, when he's healthy, he is a phenomenal quarterback. The argument that has to be made, though, is he's not been healthy in three or four seasons. And if I told you as a quarterback's coach or a scout, and we were, you know, we're trying to make our franchise pick, if I told you the guy that we're going to draft, yeah, he's guaranteed to miss at least four games a season. Would you take him? We've talked a lot about Patrick Mahomes and his injury history, but Mahomes doesn't really get hurt that much. And if he does get hurt, he plays through it, and he still plays well. Lamar, not so much. You know, George Kittle, when we do our tight end rankings, maybe at some point in the offseason, George Kittle for a couple of seasons there had the nickname Brittle Kittle. Not a good sign. Action Jackson hasn't seen any action on the football field for almost an entire season. He's half of a season missed now. He's still electric. He's still the seventh best player in the NFL as a quarterback, but I don't have any confidence that next year he'll be number seven on my list. I think he'll drop. Number six, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, Trevor is everything that he was advertised to be. He's great. And I wouldn't be shocked if I saw the Jaguars win a Super Bowl in the next two years. Only problem is you got to get past Kansas City. You got to get past Cincinnati. You got to get past Buffalo. 
I think they could do it at least one year. I think they could sneak in. They're building something special. So now we come to the top five quarterbacks in the NFL on Michael's list of worst to first. Number five, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. His stats are not eye-popping. When you look at his quarterback throwing, when you look at his running game, you add all the yards and touchdowns together, though, and he's sneaky. You know, every time he's on the field, he's got a, you know, a possibility to either throw a touchdown or run for one. I think they'll build off of the last two years, and I think they could win a Super Bowl in the next three to five years. Number four, Justin Herbert, L.A. Chargers. Can you imagine what the Dolphins have to be thinking right now? We could have had Herbert. We knew we weren't getting Burrow, but we could have had Herbert. We could have had Jalen Hurts. Come on, guys. Fool's gold. Drafting a quarterback that was already hurt, but Justin Herbert has never been Herb Hurt. Sorry. Yeah, I know that wasn't a great one, but whatever. Justin Herbert is always on the field, it feels like. He's always throwing for three to 400 yards. He's always throwing a touchdown pass in every game. And though I do wish that Sean Payton had ended up in the L.A. Chargers instead of the Denver Broncos, I do think Justin Herbert will have another good year with Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator now. So we come to three left. These are the three quarterbacks that two of them you could argue maybe could flip-flop. Number three is Joe Burrow. I could see an argument where he's better than Josh Allen right now. Allen makes a lot of mistakes, but Burrow has been very consistent. The biggest problem that we talked about on the podcast yesterday was Joe Burrow gets sacked a lot. I would have to be worried every time he gets sacked. If they can't get that offensive line fixed or Burrow can't learn how to throw the ball away, Burrow's career may not be very long. Number two, Josh Allen. He's a dual threat. His statistics are almost always really, really good, but they haven't been great. You know, the last two seasons, he hasn't had that MVP-type run. Need to get those numbers up. Number one, any doubt that this was going to be the the name? It's Mitch Trubisky, guys. Come on. No, but they could have drafted this guy in Chicago instead of Mitch Trubisky. Um, Coincidentally, Mitch Trubisky did not make this list. Uh, Didn't know if you noticed that or not. It's Patrick Mahomes. Look. I'm going to pull up the 2017 draft. And I want you to think about this fact. Round one. Cleveland took Miles Garrett. Not a terrible pick. Not a terrible pick. But the Bears... Instead of taking Patrick Mahomes, and they needed a quarterback, they take Mitch Trubisky. 
the Jaguars took Leonard Fournette. Remember, they still have Blake Bortles. Um, <laughs> the Chargers. The Chargers took Mike Williams. The Bengals took John Ross. Jets took Jamal Adams. Do you remember Jamal Adams was a Jet? All of a sudden, the Chiefs jump up and take Patrick Mahomes. The Texans at 12 took Deshaun Watson. Um, again, here's what's funny. The Cleveland Browns could have had Deshaun Watson if they had just kept their first-round pick at 12 that they had acquired from Philadelphia um, or that they had traded to Philadelphia. I don't even remember who they had it from, but Cleveland had that pick at one point. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to end up, if he stays on the stat, you know, projection that he's on right now, Mahomes will end up being one of the greatest to ever do it. Notice I didn't say the greatest to ever do it. He's one of. I don't know if Mahomes is going to win a Super Bowl again. I think he will. I don't know. If Mahomes is going to be a guy who ends up continuing to play at a high level for another decade plus, but he could. Guys, it's not crazy to think that Mahomes can play for another 15 years. 15 years. I... Wow. Those are my worst-to-first quarterback rankings. Next week, we're going to look at a couple of mock drafts throughout the week. We might also go over the last couple of drafts and talk about the best players selected. We are two weeks away, guys. What a time to be alive. Two weeks away. Next week. Till then, take care.